Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. And welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fitoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at PFitoff. So we're episode 87 today. The subject is opportunity. And this is geared toward the 2023 Notre Dame football team. They need to take advantage of every opportunity opportunity that they have in order to have a successful season, whether it's making it to the playoffs, winning their first playoff game, winning the national title for the first time since 1988. Yes, this is it'll be exactly 35 years ago to the day that they won their last national title back in 1988. All the good teams take advantage of the opportunities that arise from them, whether it's during practice, the games, overall during the season, they need to do that, whether it's getting a turnover and then converting that turnover into three points with a field goal or seven points with a touchdown, an extra point, I should say. But Or if you get inside the red zone, scoring more touchdowns instead of field goals. The good teams take advantage of that. Notre Dame needs to do that during the 2023 season. I'm going to correlate that with a pop culture reference. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a huge uh, movie fan. My favorite scary movie, slasher, whatever you want to call it, is Halloween from 1978. And they rebooted that franchise in 2018 and 2022. They made three films. Halloween 2018, uh, but it's just called Halloween, but it was from the year 2018. And then 2021, they made Halloween Kills. And then 2022, Halloween Ends. And the thing was, Blumhouse Productions did these movies and they hired David Gordon Green to be the director. And then one of his writing buddies, Dana McBride, wrote most of the movie or was part of the writing process, I should say. And they took away the brother-sister story art. In those films, uh, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, even the Rob Zombie remakes, uh, the Laurie Strode character, originally played by Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, they were brother and sister. Uh, It was revealed in the Halloween 2, the sequel to Halloween in 1981, Halloween 2, that they were brother and sister. They took away that story arc to say, hey, there's no um, family affiliation at all. He was just after her for no reason. To make it sort of creepier. And I kind of like that vibe going into the this reboot. The thing with these uh, three films from 2018 to 2022. There's some good parts. But overall a ton of missed opportunity. And that word is going to be uh, pretty big throughout this podcast. And that's how I'm going to relate this to the upcoming 2023 season for Notre Dame. Good parts in these uh, three films. However, if you want to judge it based on a Notre Dame season, the season for these movies would be eight and four or nine and three and a Notre Dame bowl loss uh, to uh, to have that correlation there. So let's just go back to Notre Dame for the 2023 season. We have three, as I said before, you know, taking advantage of turnovers, um, going to or getting inside the red zone and scoring more touchdowns and field goals. That's a given. Eliminating our own turnovers. And the thing is, too, I know. You're not going to capitalize 100% of the time for all the opportunities that uh, presents a team throughout the season. But if you can hit 85 to 90, let's say even a little bit more of a percentage uh, for the opportunities that are uh, 
arise uh, during the season, I think you're going to be pretty successful. Now, barring any sort of injuries, that's the only sort of so-called pass I will give this team in 2023 if they do not capitalize on the majority of these opportunities. You know, whether it's, you know, Sam Hartman gets hurt. I mean, that that's the big one right there. Or just a plethora of injuries. You know, the 2015 season, I would say that's the most talented Brian Kelly team ever. But you lost Malik Zaire at quarterback. And then you were playing nine true freshmen when you played Ohio State in that Fiesta Bowl. You know, the three big games, you got OSU at home, USC at home, and then you own the road at Clemson. To me, OSU's, even though Clemson, it's on the road, I still think... The toughest team of those three is OSU. I know they lost C.J. Stroud. They'll probably have Kyle McCord. But their receivers are spectacular, lead, led by Marvin Harrison Jr. The guy could probably be playing in the NFL right now. So if Kyle McCord throws an interception, let's say Benjamin Morris picks him off while he's uh, defending Marvin Harrison Jr., we got to score points off that. And not just a field goal, we got to score a touchdown. To me, if we can beat them, during, I think it's September the 24th, that or the 23rd, I think, because my birthday is the 27th. Yeah, it's the 23rd, that game. That's a huge uh, uh, momentum swing for this Notre Dame football program. I wouldn't say they were the 1988 Miami uh, Hurricanes. Uh, Miami hadn't lost a regular season game, I believe, uh, since 1985. They had lost a bowl game, but they are the defending national champions. They had been a thorn in Notre Dame's side. And they just wouldn't beat us. They would annihilate us during those games in the 80s up until that 1988 game. And during my lifetime, we're 0-5 against Ohio State. We lost 95-96. The Ohio State game to me is just so much bigger than the USC and Clemson game. Those are two big games, don't get me wrong. But to beat Ohio State is going to have more of an impact for this program than beating those other two teams because we beat Clemson before. We beat USC before. OSU is a huge opportunity. That game not only propels us for a successful season, whether it's an undefeated season, in the playoffs, playoff win, national title. But now let's go back to the pop culture reference. This is where, in my opinion, the reboot uh, Halloween franchise from 2018 to 2022 missed the boat. This is what we don't want to see from Notre Dame in 2023 is what I'm trying to say. So overall, I would say it was a, this, this series, uh, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends was 8-4, and 9-3, and three and a bowl loss, if you want to compare it to a Notre Dame season. So let me state my case here. The first uh, movie, a direct sequel for 1978, Laurie Strode and Michael Myers aren't brother and sister. Where they really went well was in an instrumental, uh, part of the sound, not the soundtrack, but uh, the music. Uh, to me, the uh, Halloween theme is one of the best themes in all of uh, motion picture history. But they also had some music in here. It was called The Shape Hunts Allison. And this music was 100% A+, plus in my opinion. The only thing was, they only used it for about 20 seconds. And it should have been a scene with great suspense. That's what made that great uh, original movie from 1978 so good. Not much blood and guts and gore. A lot of mood and atmosphere. Uh, Dave McRae, a, a great podcaster on YouTube, always brings up that uh, those terms, mood and atmosphere. I can't say enough, too. The lighting was great. The music was great. And this, this musical piece, just look it up on YouTube. The Shape Hunts Allison, phenomenal. Very phenomenal. Step forward, but they took two steps back. One, 
horrible comedy writing in this movie. Not to say you can't have some comedy in a horror slasher suspenseful movie, but you don't want to have it just in awkward moments and just placed uh, where it shouldn't be placed. And you could just tell, I could just, when I was watching this movie for the first time, like, oh, there, yep, there it is, Danny McBride. That's a Danny McBride line. That's not another writer's line. I could just tell where Danny McBride was making his mark as a writer in this movie. And there's just too much horrible comedy, too, too weird. Just, it shouldn't have been in there, is what I'm trying to say. And then another bad part of this movie, they had a great character, in my opinion, called Dr. Sartain. He was kind of like the new Dr. Loomis. But they had him involved in a twist that shouldn't have been there. And it just, for the all that character, what the great parts of that character he was, the twist at the end just kind of shit the bed pretty much there. So one step forward, two steps back. That's what we do not want to see for the 2023 Notre Dame football season. Then we go to Halloween Kills. The opening part of Halloween Kills, they make a flashback scene from the original 1978 film. So you could have spliced together the 1978 film with this flashback scene. I believe it was about 10 minutes overall for this flashback scene. Phenomenal. 100% A+. plus. They nailed it. Actually, I wish Halloween Kills just would have been the entire flashback in general. I know that would have cost a lot more money because you have to have wardrobe look to be 1978, the cars and everything. So production costs would have been higher. But they knocked it out of the park. One step forward, but then they had some two steps, uh, moments of two steps uh, back. One way, Anthony Michael Hall, I think, is a, a decent actor, but they had him overacting way too much. They had this whole mob sequence where they were after Michael Myers that just didn't, to me, work. They were shouting, evil dies tonight. They had a lot of political, not a lot, but there's some political messages in here. I'm all for, I'm a big, huge freedom of speech type of guy, but there's always some nuance involved with movies. For a Halloween film, I don't want to see a political message in those in that type of movie. If you want to make a horror movie with a political message, I have no issues with that, but make it your own. Don't use a otherwise, uh, uh, what's the term they use? The IP, I think it's called intellectual property. Don't use uh, something that's been successful in the past that we're used to seeing in its own right. Use a, just make your own movie, make your own movie, have your own political message in it. I'm all for that. That's go for it. And it could, it, it could be a great movie, but don't put that in a Halloween movie. Black Christmas did that in 2019 and it bombed at the box office because of that. I'm all okay with uh, a message or whatever, but make it your own movie. Don't put it in a Halloween movie is what I'm trying to say. What else? Uh, they did another positive point. They did make the Michael Myers, uh, the Myers house. It looked exactly like the Myers house from 1978. And they knocked it out of the park here. They also, another Danny McBride, bad humor again. I can't say enough. The flashback scene was phenomenal, but one step forward, two steps back. That's what we do not want to see for the 2023 Notre Dame football season. The last movie, Halloween 20 or Halloween ends from 2022. To me, it's a very polarizing movie. If you go to IMDb right now, it's five out of 10 stars. So it's pretty much cut down the line. 50% like it, 50% think it's, you know, uh, awful. How, here's my take on this. I, I love the storyline. I was enthralled during the, not during the entire movie, but I'm like, this is, this is pretty good. There, it's a, it's a different take. It focuses on this character of Corey Cunningham, who's becoming somewhat of the new Michael Myers. Michael Myers is barely in this movie for the most part, but it's a 
it's a new story pretty much. And after the first uh, sequel to Halloween in night, so you had Halloween 1978 and then Halloween 2 1981, they wanted to take the, the franchise in a new direction where it was going to be a different Halloween story each year and not have Michael Myers in anymore. And at first, I didn't like Halloween 3 because there was no Michael Myers in it, but it was more or less a, what they call a, a pod-type story, a Twilight Zone-type story, uh, kind of more with you know robots, and not aliens and stuff like that, but they always call it like a pod-type movie. And I really like it. Uh, the more I, as I become an adult, I think I'm an, an adult now. People may think otherwise, but it is a, uh, it's a solid movie. And that's the thing with this movie here, though. If it's going to be a final to a trilogy, this is not the movie for that. This would have been a perfect spinoff to the current Halloween story. And then we have different Halloween stories going forward and what they call an, an anthology series. But it's it was to me, yeah, I like the Corey Cunningham character. I really like the story in general. But for it to be the, the final film in a franchise uh, or trilogy, I should say, this is not the story you tell. You, you tell this for the so-called unofficial part four story to lead into this anthology series is what I'm trying to say. Uh, what else was in there? The Actually, though, the humor was very, uh, was hardly present at all, which I like. I'm like, finally, there's no stupid Danny McBride humor in this, but it's just, you don't put this type of story for a, for the final piece of the, the trilogy. This should be part of a, a, a spinoff of something else. So having said that, this is back to Notre Dame opportunity, opportunity, opportunity for the 2023 season. I want to see more of in correlation to the shape hunts, Allison, the flashback scene in Halloween kills a, if you're going to make a spinoff, use that story of the Corey, Corey Cunningham character, not, I don't want to see horrible comedy. I don't want to see, you know, political messages that should be in other movies. I don't want to see, uh, I already said stupid comedy, uh, twists that shouldn't be there. That's what we have to avoid in relation to the Notre Dame 2023 season. Let's not be eight and four, nine and three with a bowl loss. Let's, I, I, it's tough. It's getting tougher and tougher to be undefeated throughout the season, but let's be 11 and one, 12 and 0, but beat If we're going to be 11 and one, let's beat Ohio state because I think that's the key game to win. And then get that first playoff win, and then hopefully a national title. But I can't stress it enough. You, you can uh, you can analyze a game so many ways, a season so many ways. But what it boils down to is all the opportunities that arise throughout the season. You got to be hitting on those eighty-five to ninety percent, if not more, during the season because that's what the good teams do. That's what the national championship teams do, and it's it's. It's that simple, but it's harder than, you know, once you get into the season, it's a little bit harder than uh, what I just said, but it's a simple concept. You just have to execute and that's where it becomes difficult at some times, but that's what practice is for. You know, that's what senior leadership is for. And, you know, Marcus Freeman's in year two. So hopefully it's getting a little bit easier for him too, but uh, a lot of hard work. Uh, hopefully, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, hopefully all the hard work makes this process, it's not going to be an easy process, but what I'm trying to say, all the hard work makes it an easier process than it would have been, you know, two, three years ago when maybe we didn't have the resources or coaching that we thought we should have. 
that's uh that's yet to be seen and to be determined but thank you so much again for joining me i hope this uh pop culture reference was um enjoyable for everybody but uh thank you so much again for joining me for episode 87 and as always go irish <laughs>